Hi, hello, welcome. Welcome back to our long list where today we're going to be talking about trauma. Traumatising things that weren't, no, things that, <laughs> that didn't, didn't need have to be traumatising but, but were. were. Nailed <laughs> it, basically. Absolutely nailed it. I'm Lena. And I'm Elise. And welcome back to The Chaos. I woke up with a pimple on the side of my face today, which I never get. The whole 22 years of my life never had a pimple on the side of my face. And why is there one there right now? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I thought I was going to wake up this morning with a bruise on my head from where the water balloon hit me. But (laughs) it's not there. I'm upset because basically what happened was last night we were playing a game and I got hit in the face with a water balloon. It didn't pop, which was lucky because I didn't want to get wet. No. But Elise was videoing it just by <laughs> chance. And in the video, it doesn't look like it hits my forehead. It looks like it passes no. in front yeah. of me. <laughs> yeah. But it really hit me square in the head. And then did it just bounce off or something? It bounced off my head. Oh. But it really hurt. That's like one time. I don't know. Were you there? We were playing um, at youth group. What's the thing where you have the bed sheets and there's like your youth group is around the bed sheet and it's like handball courts oh, and you like yeah, fling yeah, the yeah. ball up. And like someone flung the ball up. It went through the tree and then I was standing directly under the tree. It splattered in the tree and I got showered on with water and I was wearing a white shirt and it was very embarrassing. That is embarrassing. A traumatising event that didn't have to be traumatising but was. <laughs> All right. Well, love that segue from me. Yeah. Um, I think I might just take what we just chatted about, cut it and put it after our introduction. So maybe with that, we, I'll just yeah, keep do that it. in. But just a full backwards recording. Yeah, just switch it all about. Switch it all about. Do you love do that. the hokey pokey and you turn? Or, no. Okay. I haven't heard that song in years. I thought you were going to say I've never heard that song. I'm like, <laughs> no. the hokey pokey. <laughs> the hokey pokey. Whoever Why invented so Australian. Yeah, you did. The hokey pokey. The hokey pokey. <laughs> That's not an Australian thing, the hokey pokey, surely. Okay, let's guess. I'm guessing it's from England. I think <laughs> I've sang it in Germany, so it's definitely not, like, it's not an only an Australia thing. Oh, I wrote hockey pokey. Hokey. Oh, how do you spell hokey? Did you know it's a flavour of ice cream? Yes, I did. But but why? Or is this a fun flavour? It's like about Ben okay, and Jerry's. Okay, so where are you guessing it's from? The Hokey Pokey. Well, it's an English song. No, but that's my answer. No, no, no. Like the language <laughs> in it is English. It could have been translated. <laughs> Such a bad lie. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, I haven't looked yet though. Oh, so okay. You lying. say England, I'll say America. Okay. I don't even know. <laughs> what? Oh, here you go. It originates in a British folk dance. Oh. With uh, variants attested as early as 1826. That is long. This is so funny. It says hokey pokey origin English, hocus pocus. <laughs> oh. Deception, trickery. Hocus pokey. That, I have never yeah. made that connection before. Hokey pokey, hocus pocus. So what? Okay. Do you know what f- confused Bailey the other day? Yeah. In German, a witch yeah. is called a Hexe, which he was like, well, then what do they say? 
Because in English you say a witch says like hex hex. Like a hex is like what a witch does. Do you know anything about witches? No. Well, anyway, he got really confused. I'm like, well, in Germany, uh, witch is called hexer, but what they say is hex hex. So he, that really confused him. Why do they say hex hex? It's like the magic thing they say. Hex hex. And then it happens. Do you? What? Have you ever consumed any like stories about witches? Like no. ch- children's stories about no. witches? Only Harry Potter. Oh, that they're not witches, they're wizards. Maybe I'm thinking They have witches. The girls are, witch- are witches in Harry Potter. Really? Aren't they? I thought they were all wizards. I think the ma- men are wizards and the women are witches. But those two don't... That's... Google that. But what do I write? <laughs> write, what are the girls in Harry Potter? <laughs> no, they just give me the names. Oh. Hermione Granger, Ginny Weasley. <laughs> okay, why is there a girl called Cho Chang? That's the question. I'm going to ask, what is Hermione? Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> why would I look up Hermione Granger? Does it come up with... Um, she's a fictional character, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just underneath, it just says, blood status, muggle-born, <laughs> powers... Magic in Harry Potter. <laughs> what the heck? So I googled are witches and wizards related, and it says an individual male human with magical ability was known as a wizard. An individual hu- uh, female human with magical ability was known as a witch. So you're right. Yeah. Though wizard was sometimes used as a gender neutral singular noun like man. Typically wear long robes and pointed hats. They carry wands and broomsticks. Anyway, there's a German TV TV series. It wasn't a TV series. I reckon it would have started as a book series. I used to listen to the audiobooks and it's called Bibi Blocksberg and she's a witch. And she Is that like um Sabrina the Teenage Witch vibes? Um it's a little more for young kids. Like it's like oh, okay. young kids stories. Yeah. But the song it slaps. I that song gets stuck in my head all the time. You should put it in the podcast. I'll sing it Play for you right it now. Right. Oh, okay. Baby blocks back, <laughs> decline a hex. <laughs> so what does hex hex mean? It like, just means what they say. The sound? Okay, what do they say in English then? I don't know. I've never watched any like witch stories. The witches in um Shakespeare don't say that. They say double, double, troil, troil and trouble. <laughs> Toil and trouble, not troil. Troil. We've gotten way off base. Anyway. We have. I might cut all of that out, to be honest. <laughs> we should, um, you know how like in um, Trixie and Cartier's show, they have like at the end of a season, they do like all the yeah random, we should do that. Although actually it wouldn't really make any sense because it would just be like random conversations. Yeah. And the the thing is that. I would have to go back through and listen to all mm. the unedited to find it because I haven't been like keeping them anywhere. No, you're right. So delete I, that. Cut the cameras. Dead ass. Dead ass. All right, let's talk about things that are tr- we haven't even talked about. This. Should we go back to like chatting about our weeks first and then go into the topic? Or should we just talk about the topic? Oh, I don't mind. Let's just go. I want to talk about this topic. Yeah, we're going to be talking about things that didn't have to be traumatizing but were, and. Elise want to talk about this topic because I think she has a lot of traumatizing experiences. Yes. None of which were my fault. 
Oh, interesting. That's a big call. Right up front. Hang on. Let me just. How no, about we'll, one of them were my fault? Okay, one of them was my fault. We'll be the judge of it. Do you want to go? F- <laughs> tell us your first story. And okay. Then- well, should, do you want to do them in chronological order or do you want to do them in like whatever order? Just comes? whatever order and then we'll just take turns. You tell one, I'll tell one, you tell one. Okay. I'll tell. Um, so many people know that I used to work at. Wait, do they know? Forest Farm. Have I said that before? I don't think you've said the name, but we've talked about you working at a supermarket. Okay, never mind. I've worked at a super- supermarket. And do you want me to cut that out? No, you can keep okay. it in. I don't really care. They're all over the place. No one knows where we actually live, except for the people that do. Um, And I was like, maybe, I think I was 15 when I first got that job. And I remember like going to the interview and I, okay, first job ever, thought I was going to like this really hard interview that like would be so traumatizing and scary because everyone is like, you need to like prepare your interview questions and like get your mum to quiz you and all that stuff. And that was like, it wasn't what it was at all. I literally just went into the shop and was like, I'm looking for a job. And they're like, cool, when can you start? And I was like, oh, tomorrow. So I start I feel the like job. Th- those places take like anyone with heartbeat. Literally. Like, you want to work here? Let's go. But that's the other thing. I talked to some of my coworkers and they were like, no, we had to do a group interview, which like way more traumatizing than it has to be. Group interviews, why do they even do that? Because they're like pitting you against each other to get the yeah, job. Yeah, it's to see how – it's not pitting you against each other because everyone technically can get the job. It's to see how you interact oh. in a group environment. Interesting. It's not they don't take five people and go, only one of you will walk out of here. Well, with that's the job. what I thought it was. No, no, no. It's usually just like see who takes the lead, like who what like what kind of qualities does each person have to display in a group. Interesting. Anyway. Um so I got the job, it was amazing. And then like I feel like it was a few weeks later of me like learning like different fruit codes and like vegetable codes and like learning how to like talk to customers and like work with a team my boss comes up to me and I don't remember what I was doing I think I was just oh no I do remember so at I'm just gonna say it at Harris Farm they used to do this thing like back in like 2016 2015 whatever it was where it the machines calculated how quickly you were going through groceries and they would have a competition of like who was the slowest <laughs> and who was the quickest. I think you should explain how the scanning process worked at yes, Harris Farm. I will. So at Harris Farm, I don't know if anyone's been, you probably have, um, there were no self-serve checkouts. It was only checkout chicks like me. And you had your screen where you had, it was a touch screen and you had like the bill on the side and then like different categories of like, I actually don't remember, but it, different categories of different things and then on the side of your screen like connected to your screen was a keypad like a number pad um and you had to remember all the different fruit and vegetable and like PLU codes so like if someone brought me like a bag of apples I'd have to remember the specific type of apple and then what the code is and then you'd put it on the scale type in the number and then that would be scanned and you put it in the you bag. basically don't scan a barcode no Only for like packaged stuff like pasta Mm. or whatever. Yeah. So basically work put on this thing where you had to – they were encouraging us to get really quick at like serving customers and like getting through because the lines would be so long. Um, But it ended up 
making like quite a few people cry because of how much pressure they put on us as 15 year olds to get really good and quick. And like, I was like pretty much up there. So they they had in the staff room a list. It would be like weekly lists of who was the quickest, who was the slowest. And if you were in red, (laughs) if you were in red up the top, like you were the quickest. And if you were in yellow down the bottom, you were the slowest. And they would come up to you and be like, this is actually quite disappointing. Like you need to be quicker. And for some people, they'd only just started and they'd be like, that is, that is so awful. unfair. And I was on, I remember one week, it was like the shop closed at 10, 9, 10, 9. Stupid late. It closed stupid late. Um, and it was me, my boss, and then like one other person or something. And my boss came up to me and I was in like the green area. So I was like not super quick, but I wasn't like dead slow he came up to me and he was like, Alice, like I'm actually really disappointed in you because you've been here a while. And I was like, I've been here for a month. And he made me cry because he was like, I expected more from you. Like you should be knowing all the codes right now. Like you should be really quick. You've been here long enough. Um, you need to step up your game. And I was like, I'm 15. <laughs> I don't need this kind of pressure in my life right now. And I remember like being... I had like, you know, when you have like tears in your eyes yeah. and your eyes just get so heavy. Or you have like a, th- a lump in your throat. I couldn't say anything to him. Yeah. I was like, I, okay. And then he was like, okay, you can get back to work now. And I was like, all right. And then I was like, can I go to the bathroom please? And I went to the bathroom and cried because he was so mean to me for being a little bit slow. That is awful. Traumatizing, <laughs> but didn't need to be for a 15 year old who was just doing her job. Just to check out chick. Just to check out chick. Didn't you get Daniel a job there? Didn't you I did. also work with your boyfriend at the time there? Yeah. What is it you and working with your significant others? <laughs> I, actually true. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, I, yeah. That's actually so true. I never thought about that before. Daniel's not my significant other though. No, I'm not trying to say he is. I'm trying to say that you work with your significant other now. That's true. Oh, we just... Just the vibes. Just vibes. I Okay, is that your first story? That is my first story, crying at a grocery store for no reason. Okay, I'm going to tell a story of my MRI experience in <laughs> America, which was I had had all this I've, I've we've talked about it before. I have a lot of gut issues and I went to see a GI doctor, like a gastroenterologist doctor, whatever it's called, um, in America where we lived um, because things had gotten kind of worse and like, you know, it's not, it's not a, it wasn't a nice experience. Anyway, so we went to see someone and they were like, look, IBS is tricky. We will do some blood work and we can do an MRI to see if that, because I oftentimes have pain in one specific area. So he was like, maybe there's a weird bend there. Like maybe it is structural, right? That's what they're trying to see, whether it was structural or not. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, And so then I went to that appointment with my mum, but then the the time where we made for me to have this MRI, maybe it was a CT scan actually. I think it was an MRI. Pretty sure it was an MRI. What's the difference between a CT and an MRI? I actually can't tell you. Aren't they the same thing? I don't think so. Also, why are there things called CAT scans? I think that's CT. 
Don't don't come at me if that's not the same thing. I'm so sorry. But I – anyway, so the appointment we made for the MRI – I'm going to say it's an MRI. My mum couldn't come and my dad couldn't come. So this is the first time I'm that's ever savage. doing like a medical thing by myself, right? How old were you? I would have either been 17 or like about to turn 18 or just turned 18. Yeah. Like it, would have, it was around that time. Yeah. And um, so I go there by myself and I have all this, like the the guy comes and chats with me and he's like, okay, so um, like we look at all your insides and everything like that. And to do that, you need to drink this drink um, that makes like your organs like light up from the inside so we can see them better on the scan. And I was like, I don't think I can drink that. Like that's going to make me sick. And he's like, look, you're just going to kind of have to drink it. It doesn't taste super good, but like you're just going to have to take it. I'm like, I just, that is going to make me feel so sick. And I was like, I guess I just have to drink it. So then he gave the drink to me and you have to drink two of the bottles in like 20 minutes. It tastes disgusting, like genuinely disgusting. So he gave me a straw to help me drink it faster. And so I had to sit back in the waiting room and I was drinking this drink. And every time I took a sip, I'm like, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) It was so bad and I could already tell I was starting to feel sick. And then I he kind of came out to give me my second bottle. I'm like, I just – like he kind of saw it in my face. He's like, all right, I'm going to give you a different one that was like flavoured. And it was tasted so much better. It was like lo- like lemon flavoured. Like it tasted a bit more like oh, solo nice. whatever. Um, So that was nice. And then he was like, okay, how are you feeling? And I'm like, look, not great to be honest, but like, okay. So then he was like, okay, I'm going to need you to just like pop on a robe. So I get moved from like the main waiting area where there's like a bunch of people sitting um, into like this very, there's like only two changing rooms and like you kind of wait there to get taken back. So I change and I put the robe on and I was like, oh my gosh, my stomach. I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom right now. So I like run to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom and then I come back out and my stomach is like, what I know now as an I'm having a flare, I go to the bathroom like five times and it's like the worst. I'm in so much pain. I'm like shaking, but like no one is there. Like no one is seeing me like, yeah, this happened to me. It's yeah. just me in like a very secluded place and no one's coming to get me or anything. So now I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I think I was like, I'm going to start crying. Like I felt so like confused as to what was happening. And then they pull me in and they make me lie down. And I was like, what if I need to go to the toilet while I'm like lying here? And they were like, you can't, you can't. And they were like, it will take 40 minutes Ah. of me like in this tube. Right. Clench your bum hole. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And then they put me in. And I'm immediately like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom. Like I'm about to poo my pants. Well, not my pants. I'm not wearing pants. I'm in a gown. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I start freaking out. And then they're like looking at the scans. They're like, I don't think we, like the thing is developed enough. We're going to take you out. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. I literally jump off the thing and I'm like, I gotta go. And I like run to the bathroom. In the end, I pooped six, <laughs> 11 times, like literally 11 times. Um, it was awful. And then when they ended up like putting me in, they were like, it, I was in there for 40 minutes and I was just like 
sweaty and like so you're in this tiny tube and they're yeah. like hold your breath I'm so bad at holding my breath I can't keep my I can't do staring contest can't keep my eyes open and I can't hold my breath like those are two things I'm just not good at so they make the, the machine is like hold your breath in three two one go. that's so weird and then you have to hold your breath until it tells you like let go and I kept being like <gasps> <laughs> like trying not to yeah, face, but like because yeah. you're not like meant to move anyway it was oh. so traumatizing and I wish I'd stuck to my guns and just been like this is gonna make me feel sick like I'm not I'm not drinking that but it was just I think you should the worst. just toot in the MRI it did it was really interesting in the end though because I'm like that's the first time my stomach would have ever been scanned in like a flare and they still didn't oh, like yeah. find anything crazy wrong if that makes any sense like structurally at least well that's good yeah yeah but anyway so that was I remember going home and being like never again and I genuinely if someone was like to me now I think we're going to do an MRI I would be like I don't I don't I don't think but what I if want one but what if you need it yeah but I wouldn't drink that drink yeah I had an MRI once for my brain. Well, I think okay. you had a CT scan. I didn't have to. See, I think an MRI, I think that's the difference. Okay. No, I swear I went to an MRI. I swear the doctor was like, you need to go get an MRI. I've had both. I had a scan on my elbow when I broke it. And I saw someone from church and she was like, hey. And I was like, hey, I'm in so much pain right now. Um, and then I also had an MRI for my brain. Right. I'm going to see what is the difference between... Do you remember on TV ages ago, there was an ad for the like, it was like Australian Red Cross or something and they would fly the plane over the farm and it was like picking up this lady who needed to be in hospital and then it was, the whole thing was in black and white. Elise has her eyes closed and is like, <laughs> do you remember? No, but do you remember it? I, I can, don't think it was the Red Cross. I, I think it's like it angel so flights or something. Yes. Yeah. I can picture it so vividly. Yeah. That's where I know... CAT scans from because it says something like CAT scan or something like that. So apparently a CT scan uses x-rays and an MRI scan uses like magnetic fields and radio waves. CT scans are more common and less expensive, but MRI scans produce more detailed images. Interesting. I just remember being put in a tube. Well, both are in a tube. That's what's confusing. Anyway, you had a scan on your brain because you and your mum bumped your heads together. Yeah, and I had a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the doctor was like, what if you have internal bleeding? And I was like, I'm fine. I think I'm fine. And I was fine. So I had had a scan before, which is how they found the endometriosis. And that time they didn't make me drink anything. They put that yeah. needle in my arm oh. and it makes you feel like you've weed yourself. Have you ever had that? No. So it's so strange. So you have to like keep your arm up and they put a needle, like it's intravenous. So they put Ugh. a needle in your arm and they flush fluid into your blood. Oh which is warm, like very warm. And when it reaches your groin, because it's so unusually warm, it feels like you've just weed yourself because it's just all of a sudden really warm down there. It's a really strange feeling. That was traumatizing though, because they prepared me for that. I feel like a lot of the things that didn't have to be traumatizing, but were, are only because no one prepared us for it. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Like, okay, my skiing experience. Oh, let's talk about it. No one prepared me for skiing. I feel like that's, that's it. just not true. 
Well, like, no, okay. People prepared me for skiing, but no one prepared me for when Tom was going to take me up this giant mountain and I would That's Tom's fault. Die up there. Are I'm you amazed that I'm that alive. in today or are we going to talk about that on a separate skiing episode? No, we episode? can talk, that, talk about it today. Or okay. unless you want to do a skiing episode. We could do a whole episode about skiing. We could get guests in, talk about our skiing <gasps> experience. Should we just do a whole skiing series where we just get every single person? Let's, just, <laughs> let's talk. Let's dissect our skiing experience. But anyway, um, yep. my skiing experience. In a nutshell, I'd never been skiing before, and I was like weeks before we'd even like booked it. I was like already anxious about skiing because yeah. I'd never been, never seen the snow. Yeah, I've always been like I could probably ski. Like it's not that hard. But you get there and you're like, it's actually quite hard for a newbie. Yeah. And so myself and then four other people did a ski lesson. Mm -hmm. And literally everyone basically got it like on the first try. And I got it, but we were on a baby hill. Yeah. So I was like, I can do a baby hill. Amazing. You go quite slow compared to like going up a big mountain. And we did the first day baby skiing and then it rained. So we we're like, what about we'll screw it and we'll go home. Because I was just not we, having it. it. Was like four of us went home Oh, and yeah. everyone else stayed because we was, were like done. The weather was traumatizing yeah, for no reason. No, the weather, I think the weather is what made it the most traumatizing because yeah. usually when you're skiing, you want like sunny sun or like at least not what we had, which was torrential rain the entire time oh, yeah. and what the mistake I don't know if you made the mistake or who else made it but I made the mistake of like I put a lot of my stuff on once we got out of the car so from yeah. the first moment the inside of my goggles and the inside of my gloves were wet yep so that was my first mistake <laughs> because the whole day we weren't there the whole day we went home no, at lunchtime because my fingers were gone like I couldn't feel them but luckily, I might because I'd rented my ski clothes. They were really good. Yeah. So I wasn't wet anywhere else. Whereas our friends Molly and Darcy, you they didn't see them wet. when I, we because you guys were still in the lesson. But when we oh. went up to the, we were in this hut thing, and I walked in, and there's like they were drenched to the like skin. Oh my goodness! On their top and the bottom and their feet, and I was like, gross. The rain was just coming. Imagine. I think we got there and it had already been raining and was yeah. raining and then it kind of stopped for a bit mm. it got to the point where I was skiing without my goggles and just wearing my glasses because I was like I can't see anything but vision is better with just wet glasses and not wet goggles for some I might was the opposite I had to take my glasses really? off because I well could, I'm blind without my yeah glasses. I have the opposite yeah I yeah. didn't really need my glasses to ski to be honest but yeah anyway it was it's the reason – so Tom was like, oh, we should – like, we should get him on – I reckon we should just leave this and talk about this when he comes on because yeah. I think he should get the opportunity to defend himself because he was just ruthless and he was like, no, you can do it and took at least I, up this ginormous mountain and I was like, this is <laughs> the worst idea I've ever seen. And it – Okay, also, he like – I'm not going to say he manipulated me, but he tricked me because he was like, we're just going to go up here. That's it. And I was like, where are we going? He was like, just up this little mountain. I was like, easy. I can do a little mountain for my first run. Joke's on me. Took me up to the freaking 
top of the mountain. The to- high, not the exact, like the exact highest you could go, but like no. three quarters of the highest. And then was like, go. and then oh, I was having a panic attack on mm. the ski lifts going up. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And he was like, well, we're just going to do it because that's how you're getting down. And I was like, yeah. And then I felt really claustrophobic because I was like, how am I going to get down? Yeah. I'm stuck up here forever. Yeah. And then he made me, I think the worst thing was when he made me, he skied across. Okay, so the mountain is like literally vertical. Oh, that's a bit exaggerated. Okay, for a newbie, it's literally vertical. Basically, you get off a ski lift and you just go across the mountain and yeah. then you then you go down. So the first bit is like Oh, no, no, okay. So very there, no, flat. no, 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 no. So there were two I think there were two runs. I don't know if that's what actually was happening, but there was one section where it was like I had to cross traffic yeah on a hill that went down and I didn't know how to skate up <laughs> and over. So I had to like navigate through people and then get to the flat bit and then he was like now we're going down. And I was like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm staying out here forever. And then it started snowing Mm -hmm. and it was, I thought I was just going to die up there. Anyway, we can save this for another episode. But that was very traumatizing. But it was traumatizing for no reason because it could have been really fun. It was traumatizing for me because I was with Daniel and (laughs) Bailey who for some reason had like magnets in their bodies that were attracting (laughs) them to each other and both cannot ski at all no. and but they kept skiing into each other if it wasn't pouring with rain i would have hours of footage on my phone of them just bumping each- and knocking each other off it was the worst it was traumatizing for me to be with them <laughs> as they just knocked each other out it was crazy i also ran into a um a, i'm gonna call it a snow pipe you, you ran know- into a no, you were there. Oh, no, but that was separate. I we'll talk about that. The actual that, that bit on the that was, was very crazy. Funny. I genuinely think I still have a lump on my leg from that. Um, that also wasn't my fault. It was the skate's fault. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ginger, I was going to talk about my passport experience. Mm-hmm. So I at the beginning of last year before COVID, love that for us. Um, a time before COVID, I that is such a weird thought. I was going to go visit my family in Germany. Aha! <laughs> 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 uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Jokes on you. In like June 2020, so I actually this was COVID had started at this point because I think this was in like Mar. This would have been in like April or May or whatever. Yeah, that I was like, I need a new passport, a new my new need to renew my German passport. So the way you renew a passport if you're not in that country is you go to the consulate. So I had to go and apply for it to be renewed in the consulate. And so I walked there and I and you have to bring photos, right? So I brought my passport. I went to the Australia Post, which is where you get your passport photos yes. done. They took my passport photos and each country has like different requirements. So you have to tell them, oh, this is for a German passport. Oh. So they took it in those proportions, um, gave them to me. And then I went to the place where you get your passport. And it was this whole big thing. And like getting a passport is really complicated. And it was really confusing because I have an Australian passport issued in America and I have a German passport issued in Australia. So it's really, mm. 
it's just a weird situation. Anyway, then the lady was super nice, but she was like, okay, we just need to like put your photo in. It was this whole big thing. And then she was scanning it and it was like not letting it be accepted. And she was like, oh, this is so strange, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she had to bring someone else down and she was looking at it. (laughs) And in the end, they kind of, I was getting really nervous and I'm like, what is going on? And they were like, look, the system is telling us you're too pale. (laughs) Oh, and um, the photo can't be accepted because you look too pale. And I was like, how do you fix that? What the heck? It was this whole big ordeal. And then another guy came and was like, it's such a nice, they kept trying to be like, it's not you. They kept being like, but it's such a nice photo. You look so <laughs> nice in it. You're so gorgeous. You're so pretty. But like I was literally so pale in it apparently that they could, like the system was like rejecting it, saying That's I was so too weird. pale for the German government. Uh, and then in the end they like, I don't know what they did. They like played around with it. I was there for like an hour, them trying to fix my photo. And I was like, Obviously, I was getting doing something like this is the first time I ever gotten a passport by myself. Yeah. Getting something like that is so scary. And like, I'm, I don't, I don't know if you have this, but I always have this irrational fear that they're going to be like, you're this and this, and you're going to be arrested now. Oh, or yeah. Like, whatever. Like, I don't Especially know. Especially at the airport when they're like, yeah. we're going to check you for bombs. I'm like, I don't have any bombs. A consulate is really high security. Like, yeah. you have to get, anyway. It was crazy. I had to like, I couldn't have my bag with me. Like I had to oh. put everything in a lock. I couldn't have my phone with me. I had to put my phone away. What the heck? Yeah, it was like crazy. So I didn't have anything. I don't know. It was just the, we- I was so traumatized <laughs> and it didn't have to be like that. For being too pale. And cause she was like, I mean, we could send you away and like, have you put on makeup? But like, what's the point of that? Like, you're not really meant yeah. to wear heavy makeup in yeah. these photos. It was just this whole big thing. And in the end, they kind of just had to play around with the contrast or whatever. Yeah. But it was just crazy. I just have, I'm going to see if I have those photos still and I'll send them to you. You can put maybe, them on our stories. Maybe the flash Something was too like. Do you know what I think it had, is? Like, I think um, I put sunscreen on that day and I think that maybe I had a <laughs> white reflection. cast white cast of a sunscreen maybe yeah i remember just flashback mary i'm just a pale girl you know but <laughs> what can you do yeah what can you do i can't do anything just and you can't like put more makeup on yeah well i don't need another i think i don't need another passport till i'm 29 so i've oh, got wow. plenty of time i think my yeah I don't it's like 10 years isn't it yeah. get to a certain age and it's like 10 years and I'm like oh, I'm still maybe a child my Australian one is till 2029 because that's 10 years I think my yeah. German one is till 20 I think it's six years so till till I'm 26 it's a long time away and glow up that's gonna be crazy the difference between 20 and 26 whack I don't want to be that old well girl um, it's coming for you I right, have one more one. story yeah the story of how I got my license <laughs> Round of applause story. for me, please, everyone. Thank you. I finally got my license. <laughs> only took me 21 years. No, that's a lie. Five. Only took me um, five years. Correct. Um, I don't even know where to start with this story. Basically, I did all my hours. Oh, so many things went wrong in the story. Okay. I did my hours and I booked my driving test 
And in Australia, you have to do the hazard perception test and then you're allowed to book your proper L's driving test. And so I did the hazard perception. That was easy. Literally the whole test is online and you just do it like 50 times. And George and I cheated where we just memorized how many seconds into the thing you had to click the screen. <laughs> so we'd be like, okay, it's this one. Um, you have to click it at the second telegraph pole and not the first one. Anyway, life hack. Um, so I did that. That was fine. And I don't know, I was more nervous to do the hazard perception test than I was to do my actual driving test, which is... Why? I don't know. I think because at my hazard perception test, I booked it really early in the morning. So you had to like line up with like all the other people who were also booked at like 9am. And I was in the same line. They have only one line for like, if you're doing your hazard perception test or your driving test. So everyone in the other line, everyone in my line was doing their driving test and the energy was like, everyone was nervous. And I was like, this is making me nervous, but I'm not going to fail because it's fine. Um, Yeah. Passed that. Then I booked my driving test and I'd booked it for, I don't remember what day, um, a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. And I booked it and I was getting my driving instructor to take me there. <laughs> so embarrassing. I was getting my driving instructor. That's very common. <laughs> yes. But it's embarrassing. Um, when I finish the story, everyone will understand why it's embarrassing. So my driving test, my driving instructor picked me up. My my test was at like nine in the morning or something stupid. Um, so he picked me up at like seven and we did like an hour driving lesson and then we parked and we lined up with all the other people. And I was like, I was nervous. And it, mind you, it was winter. So it was freezing outside. It was freezing. And COVID was like kind of like... I wouldn't say at its peak, but it was there and people were still like checking temperatures and like doing all the, like the stuff that we do now, but they Can were- I, Was this before or after we went skiing? Before. Yeah. So I think- Before your birthday. We, I think we had had like one or two cases here or yeah. there. Like it wasn't an outbreak, but people no. were on edge. Yeah. And yeah. people were still like, you have to check your temperature before you come into our store, blah, 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 which is understandable. And so we get there. We line up outside. It's freezing outside. I'm like freezing to the bone. That's how cold I am. And then inside the, what do you call it? Uh, the service New South Wales. Yeah. Um, you go in and it's freaking the Sahara Desert. It's that hot in there. It is like so hot that people are wearing t-shirt and shorts who work there. And they have the door open. So they have like cold air coming in and then like warm air going out. And I remember standing outside, lining up, waiting for them to like call my name out. And one of the workers walks outside and goes, man, it's hot in there. And he like stands outside for like a good two or three minutes before going back in. It was that hot. And so anyway, they call my name out. They're like, um, Elise, like driving tests, come on in, we'll check your logbook, blah, 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 blah. So I go in, I get this old grumpy lady who's like apparently the boss of like driving tests or whatever. And she's aggressive and angry. And she, she was so scary. She um, brings me over to like a little table and they, she like looks through my book and she's like, awesome. Yep. No worries. And in Australia, New South Wales, I don't know, you have to do 120 hours. Yeah. Um, and she looked through and my driving instructor had written that I'd done 220 hours. 
But she didn't notice. Oh no. That it had marked up. So he'd like on the bottom of the book, there's like two um, boxes where you have like your day hours and your night hours. And he'd like written an equation of like this plus this equals this. But he'd, it was like, I did like 121 hours or something. And he'd written that I'd done 221 hours. Oh no. But she, old lady didn't even notice. And then she's like checking my book and checking my license. Um, and she's like making me sign all these papers for like my driving test. And then another old lady behind her goes, oh, by the way, you need to check temperatures. Um, both of these temperature things are screwing up and giving wrong answers, but you can try them anyway. And she's like, no worries. And she's like, okay, sorry, Liz. Like I have to check temperature, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. She takes my temperature. Apparently I'm freaking really hot that day, even though it was freezing outside. And she's like, that's strange. I'll do it again. And then she takes it on the other one and it's still giving her like a really high number. And she's like, that's weird. Like, just go stand over there inside in the corner. (laughs) She's like, go stand over there, put this mask on, stand over there in the corner, chill out for a second. And I was like, okay. And like, I'm nervous. So I'm like, obviously a little bit hot and a little bit sweaty. You're sweaty. But I'm not like COVID temperature, sweaty, temperature, You don't have a fever. No. And then like, couple minutes go past she comes back she's like okay let's try that again she takes my temperature and she goes you got even hotter and I was like I'm uh, I was in shock I just was like oh and then she's like I'll try it again on the other one and then she takes it on the other one and she's like yeah there's something wrong with you I think you have COVID you need to go home and rebook your test and I was like I don't have COVID like I'm fine like there's nothing wrong with me it's just freaking hot in here and I'm nervous and then she sends me outside to stand outside with my um, driving instructor, <laughs> which is so embarrassing. And he was so excited for me. He was like, here are my keys. Let's go. And I was like, "I." she's not letting me. And he was like, why? And I was like, because apparently I have COVID, but I don't. And he was like, I know you don't. And I was like, I know, but she's not letting me. And he was like, don't worry, don't worry. I'll talk to her. So she comes out. She gives me my book um, and all my stuff. And she's like, keep that mask on. And I was like, okay. Ugh. Um. And my driving instructor's like, you know, like she's not sick. She's just nervous. Like, can you just let her go? Like, does she have to rebook? Um, and the old lady's like, nope. We tested her four times. She's too hot. <laughs> and I'm You're like, too attractive to I'm take like, the test. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on right now. Why is this happening to me right now at 9am in the morning? Um, and she comes out and she's like got this piece of paper with my new date on it. And she's like, once you feel better and you don't have COVID, you can come back on this day. And I was like, I'm coming back sooner than that. Because it was like <laughs> it two was, months in the future. Yeah, it was like two, she booked you for like, I remember you We would have been in lockdown. Yeah, it, it was like two months. Yeah. So then it comes the awkward like drive home <laughs> where I'm like on the verge of tears sitting in my learning instructor's <laughs> car and he's driving me home. <laughs> And it was so the awkward. drive of shame. And it was like a proper like 15, 20 minute drive. And I'm just like sitting there like, mm, this is really awkward. And he's like trying to make me feel better. He's like, don't worry. Like you can look on it this afternoon and like rebook it for a couple of days. Like I'm sure it'll be fine. And he goes, if you didn't get that old lady, no one else in that center would have checked your temperature. Like it's just her. She's just a psycho. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Unlucky for me. Then. That's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, no. So anyway, I get home and then I rebook it for like Friday, the Friday of like 8.30 a.m. And I pass and I got my 
L's. And I got this really nice P's. Asian. Oh, my P's. And I got this really nice um, old Asian guy. And he was so nice to me. And I was driving so slow the whole time <laughs> in my test. But it was fine. And it was good. And now I'm allowed to drive. Wow. Again, traumatizing, but didn't have to be traumatizing <laughs> if it wasn't for her. So you're in that story again. I'm I'm really with you there. Like <laughs> I felt like I was there. It was I, too much for my little like my hot little sweaty body mm. was like, she's telling me I have COVID. I'm gonna get more hot right now. Yeah, of course. You're embarrassed and you're like Literally. nervous and confused. Like like that was what she was happen. so mean. Anyway. Crazy. Yeah. That's the end of my stories. That's the end of your stories. I'm sure you've been trouble. I'm, I'm sure there are others, but I can't think of any. I'm others. thinking. Um, I think you've already told this on the podcast, but I'm thinking of that time when you had ice cream in the city. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> surely that will be one of her stories. <laughs> I think I told that in the poop episode. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, all of my traumatizing stories are medical related. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of after when I had my colonoscopy, if anyone's ever had a colonoscopy, taking the prep beforehand is the worst. And I was, I've said this in the poo episode, I was peeing out of my butthole. Like Ew. it was though I'm traumatized from it. I could never do another endoscopy Ew. or colonoscopy. Like I can't do it. I'm traumatized for life. And then I remember I had a dream about Channing Tatum. So what's even worse than that? <laughs> Wait, you just randomly had a dream? No, like, like when I woke up. Oh! From when I woke up, I remember telling my nurse, well, I was just dreaming about Channing Tatum. I had a dream last night about starting at the dentist. Really? And it was a nightmare. Uh, Hopefully that Everything went wrong. But it was like, I went to the job and like you and I were there and I like sat down behind the desk and then all of a sudden I was at primary school and there were like spiders everywhere and like all the kids hated me and I was trying to run away. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Traumatizing for the lady <laughs> I work with is that the day before I, so I work Fridays, she, when she was working on Thursday, a kid peed in the waiting no. room and she had to no. clean it up, which is super traumatizing no. for her. So, actually, I'm traumatized by that time when a patient came in and she was in so much pain that she'd gone to the GP the day before and got these really strong pain medications. She hasn't been able, she hadn't been able to eat because she was in so much pain with her tooth. So she took it on an empty stomach. Oh, bad She idea. came to the dentist and just started throwing up. And <laughs> I can't handle throw up. I genuinely, like hearing someone, even just the thought of someone else throwing up makes me feel nauseous and like I'm going to throw up. And the doctor was like, Lena, you have to go check on her. So I was like, I was like, I can't. So I was standing around the corner and she was like (laughs) in another room and I was like, is she okay? And she was like in the bathroom throwing up. That that was so traumatizing for me. Where is your bathroom? Yeah. Do you have to share a bathroom with the patients? Yeah. There's um, only one toilet. But pa- love like that. I, I have like, like normally one or pee. two patients a day maybe asked to use the toilet. So good. It's not really a problem <laughs> I've found so far. I can't wait. So the next episode we'll be able to update on have we told them? No, we won't because Aww. we're recording our next episode. Dang it. Yeah. Okay. No episode after. Not next episode, the one after. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. Exciting. Yeah, we did last episode. We said that you got a new job. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's not traumatizing. No, it won't be. I'm going to make sure it's not traumatizing. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. think it will be. I'm trying to think of because I I've also traveled a lot and I feel like there should be a traveling story that was traumatizing, but I can't think of anything mm. off the top of my head that we'll traumatized me. We'll have to do a part me. two. Yeah. A part poo. Speaking of poo, I used to have to, obviously, ha- used to have like what I now know. I didn't know at the time, but what I now know as like IBS flares, anxiety-induced IBS flares, every time we would fly and it would be like halfway to the airport, we would be sitting in a taxi and I'd be like, I have to go to the toilet. Oh. And every time we like get out of the taxi and my mum and I would like run to the toilet and my brother <laughs> and my dad would like look after all our bags and just sit somewhere and wait for me to poo a couple of times. I just remembered one, just a really quick one. I think it was when we were flying from Dallas to Washington, if that's even a thing. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we? I don't know. I just don't know places very well. Um, we boarded the plane and the moment I sat down, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pee my pants right now. <laughs> and then the plane was delayed like 10 minutes, which is not bad. But then it takes like 10 minutes for the plane to actually like proper like fly yeah. in the air and then for the seatbelt things to come on. So I'm holding my pee for like 30 minutes. I'm like, I'm like... You know when you're like sitting in your chair and you're like kind of rocking yeah. back and forth and like squeezing yeah. the thing? It was so bad that I thought I was going to like pass out and have a panic attack. It was I was like, I'm going to have to pee my pants in the airplane and that is so embarrassing. That honestly just reminded me of when I had um, I had a ultrasound and to on my uterus and to do that you have to fill your bladder so your bladder is filled so your uterus is pushed to Ah. like your stomach so then they can ultrasound it better so I had I was given this thing where I had to drink like a certain amount of water a certain amount of time before the appointment so I came home from school and I like measured out the water and I drank it all and then my dad drove me there and I got in and they did it and they were like it's not enough so then they made me go back into the waiting room, drink a whole nother bottle of water. And <laughs> I had already needed to pee like during the first exam. So then I had to drink another couple of like bottle of water on top of that. And I wasn't allowed to pee obviously. And I was like, I can't just sit here. And my dad was like, maybe you should go for a walk. So then he asked the receptionist, she's like, yeah, that's fine. So my dad made me walk around the block <laughs> to get the water into my bladder. And I'm like, I'm literally about to pee my pants. And then we went back in. And because they obviously weren't just waiting for me, they'd yeah. seen other patients. I was then just sitting on this chair, like going like, I'm actually about to pee my pants. And it, and I was like, oh no. And then I finally was brought in and she puts the thing on my, like on my lower abdomen <laughs> and she goes, Oh, way too full. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? And she was like, you're going to have to pee just a little bit. So she made me go to the bathroom and pee like a tiny bit and this hold the ridiculous. rest and come back. And then my dad, apparently my dad was telling me afterwards that he like looked at her once I left the room and be like, how can anyone do that? And she was like, don't worry, young girls, they're good at that kind of stuff. And I was like, what the heck? So apparently like girls find that easier. Or young kids find that easier. I know, I know Tom's told me before, you can probably cut this out, but boys just can't stop their pee midstream. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can stop my pee midstream if yeah, I really put my yeah, mind to I it. I can too, yeah. Boys can't, apparently. Anyway, I was like, 
it was the hardest thing because I was so busting. At this point, I probably drank like two litres of water in an hour and oh not been able to pee. Goodness. And it was just the worst. And the, anyway, she ended up doing the scan. But I peed after like that appointment when she was like, okay, you can pee now. I peed for like a solid three <laughs> minutes, solid stream Streaming. for five minutes. Ow. Because it was just ridiculous. That's That is truly insane. Yeah, truly. Anyway, that's our traumatizing stories. It is. I could go soon. Yeah, I reckon let's wrap it up. Well, if I said that. All right, bye. Just kidding. No. <laughs> um, oh, you go. No, you wrap it up. Ugh, I just licked it. I want to see if we can. Oh, should we say that? Um, it was Hannah who said those things and <laughs> Hannah then outed herself because I never ended up outing her to Elise. I, and then she messaged Elise. <laughs> I, um... Actually, funny, last night I was in bed thinking about it. But anyway, um, I'm in j- so loving being back and I'm excited. Me too. For the vibes are pretty good. The vibes pretty are high. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you all so much. The mostest. Um, tell us your traumatizing stories. What was If your- you want. No pressure. Because we don't want it to be traumatizing for you. This is super non-traumatizing gentle. <laughs> Do you need a lift home? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm really sorry. We didn't even talk about this. Oh. This is traumatizing. I got here and Elise huh. goes, I don't have a car. Can you come get me? So that was traumatizing for her. It's. I just I had the worst day, guys. It's fine. Did this pack you up? Oh, 100%. What are you doing I don't tonight? feel sick anymore. Um, I am going out for dinner with Tom to the city. Traumatizing. And hopefully I don't pee my pants. Are you guys taking public transport yeah which is disgusting i haven't taken public transport in so long i know neither because now that i have a car i don't Mm. just anyway thank you so much for listening we love you so much Bye. bye my lips are so dry did you bring something to put on them? No, but it's fine. Should I see if I have anything in my bag? I just keep like dousing them in like ginger water. <laughs> Hot ginger water. Mm-hmm. This is the weirdest oh. bag. Because I've got a water bottle. Some codril. What is codril? It's flu and cold and flu medicine. Uh-huh. I haven't used this bag since before lockdown. Interesting. Some posters that I stole that. from... Um, a mental health seminar we had. A whole bunch of pens. Held held together by a hair clip. Yeah, that's how I travel with my pens. Um I wouldn't I have this, but I don't know if that's helpful. It's okay. I've got my Bible. We're just doing a bag haul. What's in my bag? I have some rice cakes, crumbs. Ew. Look, I'm not proud of this, okay? I have an Arsenal jersey. So just all the essentials really. <laughs> So yeah, I you have can try this. Um, what is that? Just lip balm. Thank you. It smells good. Oh, I can't. I don't. This smell brings back a memory of something, some food, and you can't place it. But I don't know what it is. Elisa smelling my lip balm. Do you know what I wish? I wish I could just inhale for like a a long time. Like this. Yeah, but it reaches a point where like the smell (laughs) stops smelling and you're just like running out of breath.
you know those like yogurt uh yogurt sultanas no like smells a, like a, that. a sultana covered in yogurt yeah oh whoa sorry no good um keep it with you you can use it while we record oh, thank you so much should we start <laughs> yeah we should <laughs> one moment <laughs> I hate having dry lips. It's so annoying. 